Welcome to the Start Up to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Hey Mark, what's up dude? Not much, not much. How about yourself? Not, not too much. It's Monday, getting back into the swing of things. Had a big weekend, so feeling rested. Just want to jump in and do as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah, I woke up early this morning to start my, my week off. Nice. Starting strong. Yeah. Even though to th- this week is marketing week. Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, it's all about momentum, man. Build up that yeah. momentum. So, yeah. So, uh, as we've said before, for this month, I've been doing this experiment. One week of marketing and one week of dev, mm-hmm. on and off. <clears throat> so, last week was dev. So I had a bunch of bugs that I wanted to fix. So nice. that was that was nice. And uh, I did lots of looking at my logs to try to find things that could be improved in the user experience. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's like it's really fun. <laughs> you see, like you see where people are are struggling or the, the questions they ask, and you're there. I'm just gonna put the answer right there on that page. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> So, like, do you have any yeah. specifics? Like, what was something that that you that you saw? Well, like two weeks ago, when when I was having a marketing week, I recorded a demo of the the CSV upload to update the Webflow mm-hmm. CMS, and um, I also put some links to that video, like throughout the whole onboarding. Right. So, whenever someone is cloning that workflow, if they have any troubles, there's a there's always a link on top that says view demo oh, and nice. then it opens up in a modal. So I actually saw people used it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And one of the best parts was I had this new sign up, and uh, they just started the workflow, uh, stopped, looked at the video, continued the workflow, stopped again, looked at the video. And in the end, they finished the workflow. They They were able to use it. Then they upgraded to a paid plan and used it in live in production. Amazing. With, without ever sending me an email, without asking me any questions. That's a huge so achievement. Like, yes. Man. I like, yes, that video actually worked. <laughs> That's super exciting. Yeah. So uh, this week is marketing week again. So I'm going to do a, a video for that other, for the other workflow. Right. Where I sync Airtable to Webflow. But um, yeah, this, this experiment, I, I told myself I would do it for this month and um, but, but I think I'm going to change things up for next month. Okay. I mean, what's good about it is that it forces me to spend 50% of my time doing marketing, mm-hmm. which is something that I hate. And, <laughs> and my lizard brain keeps telling me to do other things. Totally. Nah, go fix a bug instead. Come on, Mark. So, yeah. So so that's good. But but I think um, like it, it it's not compatible with the way that I manage my my goals and my to-do lists. Mm. So like every every week I do a review of what I did last week and what I'm going to do next week. And often, you know, you have tasks that you, you had planned on doing, but you didn't get around to do it. But now the problem is since the other week, I'm wearing a different hat. Like there's no way for me, like there's no way for me to park these undone tasks. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm obviously the, the, I could find a different system, like sure. put put them somewhere else. But I think... For next month, I'm going to try instead to, to cut my time in days instead of weeks. Okay. So maybe do, I might even try three days of marketing per week and only two days of dev. 
because I think that's where I'm at right now in with Power Importer. It seems like the product the product is is stable. Um, I mean, I say I'm doing bug fixes, but they're really minor things. Mm-hmm. Often they're not even bugs. It's just improving the user experience. Totally. So I think maybe three days a week of marketing and two days of dev. And it gives me flexibility also. Like if if someone does ask me a question and or finds a bug, I can just, all right, I'll, you know, tomorrow, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll do my day of dev tomorrow and, and then I'll, I'll be able to switch back to marketing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess thinking back to when you were when you were starting the experiment of doing a week and a week, it was really carving out and dedicating the time to marketing. So it's like, yeah. it doesn't really matter if it's one week or one week, as long as you're putting in, turning that extremely painful crank of putting yourself out there to market, then it's like, doesn't matter if it's one full week or three full days. I suppose it doesn't really matter as long as you're putting in, as long as you're you're showing up. Exactly. Mm. That's it. What, what what I needed to do was to force myself to do marketing mm-hmm. because, you know, when I know that that's the only thing I'm allowed to do for the day, it forces me to, th- to think about it. And, you know, and that's what I'm thinking about it when I'm taking a shower or I'm walking the dog. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about marketing instead of, of product development. Sure. Yeah. I find myself in the same boat for sure. Just, yeah. When marketing is the only thing that you are supposed to be doing, you can't help but think about it. Which actually, even if it doesn't necessarily yield direct results every time you think about it, it's it's still contributing to your overall thoughts of marketing. It does. It gives me ideas certainly. Yeah, yeah. Like this morning, what I did is I went I went through the traction book again. Okay. And because it has like it 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 describes all these different traction channels. Like it's one one chapter per channel, and so I usually go through the tables of content and look at every one and reevaluate. Like, how could I use this channel right now for, for this product? So it, it had been a while since I did the exercise. So not much has changed, although I'm starting to question whether whether there's much more I can do in SEO, because that was one of the channels I had in my, they call, they call it the, the bullseye. Okay. <laughs> they have this bullseye analogy. So SEO was part of it. But now I'm already on page one for a lot of the, the keywords I was targeting. So I don't know, you know, there might be, I might be at the point where it's diminishing returns for my efforts. Right. So mm. I can be using efforts elsewhere. Do you do the like Google search volume stuff to see how many people are searching what terms and trying to find related terms and that sort of thing? Um, yes, but in, in this case, because my product is still very niche, mm, true. Um, there's very little volume. It's more of a long tail. Yeah. So like for in, individual examples, I see very little volume. Okay. So yeah, so I'm exploring all the other traction channels, and uh, this week I, I'm gonna try to get the ball rolling for at least one of them. Okay. Is there one that's popping out to you so far that you might tackle? I think like out, outreach. Like um, I think I'm gonna try again to to contact some influencers, mm-hmm. see if we can collaborate somehow, and uh, I might also try to to contact studios and agencies. Mm. I already have a call scheduled for this afternoon. Mm, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you're kicking off this marketing week strong. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, I'm realizing studios and agencies have these recurring problems. And um, like sometimes, well, that's it. I'm, I'm really at the beginning. I don't know much how they operate, but I've spoken to a few and you know, often they'll, they'll make a design for a site, but they won't do the content for the site okay. because that's that's a, like a 
it's a bigger job and the client usually doesn't want to pay for it. Okay. But if they could easily have a tool to to like sync Airtable to Webflow on behalf of the client, then then they could offer to do it. Mm. Yeah, they could kind of bundle that with with whatever service they're providing. Oh, just drop your stuff in this in this base, and then we'll t- we'll update the site for you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Set them up also so that they, they have a a working workflow, so that when they go live, they have a way to manage the the content. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think this week I'm going to force myself to do the whole week of marketing, because I because I I feel like maybe part of this this wanting to switch might just be my lizard brain talking. Right. <laughs> so, come on, you've done enough. <laughs> oh man. So like I'll force myself to do a whole week of marketing. Yeah. And then maybe next week we'll be switching to sixty forty. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Otherwise, I've also been working on a static site generator for the podcast. Oh, great. You were, yeah, we were chatting a little bit over Telegram. You uh, were fighting with, uh, what was it? We um, Grid, what was the name of the uh, the template generator? Uh, Gridsome. Gridsome, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, I've used it in the past and I really like it, but uh, I couldn't find, I couldn't find like a template or that of someone using it to, to host a podcast. Oh, okay. So I figured I'll just do it myself. I know the specs for the mm-hmm. what RSS to generate, and and I had already in a previous lifetime done a lot of the initial work for building a podcasting hosting company. Yeah. So I already knew a lot of it, but it was taking so much time, <laughs> and you know, and and then I had that nagging voice. But I'm like, what are you doing, Mark? What are you like? This is not. This is not important. <laughs> this is not like the. The meat of your business. Yeah. Like maybe you should be paying Transistor <laughs> to host this. Sure. But then but then the cheap part of me like <laughs> oh, <laughs> stepped in and said, No, no, come on. Like maybe you just need to find a different static site generator. Sure. And I, I, that's it. So I looked for a podcast hosting template and I found one for Ugo. Perfect. For Hugo. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Okay. Solid. Well, I think well, I think I'll be ready this week. Awesome. Yeah, I need to. Uh, I've. I just need to work on the images for for the show itself, so that we can right. have an image that the um distrib- that the podcast distributors will use as the that they use in the index or whatever it is the show image. Yeah, cover art. Cover art. That's the one. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. So pull up some. I just need to do like a high res version of something and put that up, and then I think, uh, and then crafting the RSS feed itself. Other than other yeah. than that, I think we're we're going. Yeah, no, it's so the RSS feed. I I have it. Uh, I, I mean, I've just I need to plug that image, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, and and we have to find a a description for the podcast. That's, ah man, yeah, copywriting, sweet, <laughs> <laughs> great, yeah. But that's it. But yeah, it feels like a lot of work, but. Even if we were hosting with Transistor, we would have to do that work. Yeah, yeah, it's all upfront work. Yeah, because what what they provide, I've already I've already accomplished with the with the Hugo template. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna spend a lot of time on this this week. This it's pretty much done. Awesome. So I'm gonna concentrate on marketing. Mm, that's the spirit. <laughs> so how about yourself? How was your week? Uh, okay. So how was my week? Um, so I think like I should start out with like a PSA that's like, you shouldn't work on more than one project at a time. 
Uh, <laughs> it's not good. Now you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turns out you shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still whining. Uh, so last week, I pretty much finished with one of my consulting clients. I, I have two that are going through the end of year now. And so I finished with one and I was kicking off and working on the other one. And I was thinking of myself last time we recorded thinking, you're going to do marketing this week. And just like, I'm going to do marketing this week. I got this. And as soon as I would open up a Facebook group or whatever, I would immediately start to feel guilt around like, just like, wait, like finish this other thing. What are you doing? They're waiting for you. Come on. So, and then of course, marketing is scary. So like, so guilt plus fear equals I work on the consulting work and I didn't do any marketing. So yeah, like. I actually, when I was when I was preparing to record, I was I was trying to think like, how can I make the right excuse to make it sound like I really did try? But in all honesty, like I, I shouldn't, I don't want to feel bad about it about the fact that I felt a lot of pressure to complete this one thing about completing my consulting work, and that I realized, you know, I, I'm I'm relearning this lesson about myself that you know it's possible to work on multiple things at once, but at least with a very time sensitive thing like working like making a promise to a person to a person's face and saying i'm going to do this for you and it's going to be done by this time i have a really hard time just not working on that thing the deadline is too important there and it's a real shame because for f bars there's also a deadline the tax deadline is is coming people aren't going to need this all year and it really sucks because this is a cool project and i, I still believe in it believe in it and i think it can sell but it needs to be marketed but it's just a competing interest and I, I can't make myself do it. So, <laughs> so I really want to do the marketing for F bars. I, I have a, I came up with a plan for this week for how I can kind of get back into it. And really, I think the, the first part is digging into the uh, Stripe hosted checkout and fixing something, getting me back into the code. You know, coding is fun. I know how to do it. Like to be able to jump in, would be a nice way to just refamiliarize myself with the project. Cause it's actually been more than like a week and a half or more. Uh, that I haven't actively been working on FBARs. So so I need to reacquaint myself with the project. And I figured, oh, jumping into the code, fixing this, making this work, that'll be a great way to just get started. So that's kind of where I'm beginning. I was cracking on down on that this morning. I have a meeting. Uh, I'm stuck right now with one of my consulting clients. So I have a meeting this evening with them um, to clear up some questions I have so I can move forward on writing. And I learned a lot from the last the, my previous client and what it means to go through the go through the motions and create all the forums and get everything to the consultants that's needed. So now I realize I can iterate way faster. So I'm hoping that with the downtime that I get between me sending something to the other consultants for writing and question it for Q&A, I can spend some time marketing uh, FBARs. So my plan this week is I know I'm going to spend most of it on my uh, my consulting, but the I know I can dedicate at least what equates to a full day of marketing kind of scattered throughout the throughout the week. And I think that'll be a fair split of time between the consulting I'm doing and not feeling guilty about not consulting and actually doing the work. So, I mean, here's hoping. At this point, doing any marketing would make me feel very good. So I just, I need that win. I just got to get my feedback in. It's getting, I've spent too long away from it. It's getting scary. It's time to not be scared. So, <laughs> do you have a clear list of what the marketing activities you're going to do? Yeah. So the big one right now is emailing my list of people that have signed up 
and getting to them and saying, look, it's it's open, it's here, it's ready, use this coupon code. That's like the big, that's the big one I have on my list. And then everything after that is going back out to the Facebook groups that I'm a part of and doing some cold calling to um, to some accountants I know that do American tax for Canadians. All right. So if we pause the podcast right now, can you go send that email? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I can't because the... Uh, the uh, the uh, I, they don't have a way to check out for free because that's the big marketing that I need to do is getting these people who I said could do their stuff for free. Uh, I need a way to get them through the checkout. So that's the bit of dev work that I was doing this morning, getting us getting to that point. And I'm actually almost there. Turns out, hosted checkout okay. very easy. Oh yeah. Okay. So you'll have something. So you might be able to send that email tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. My goal was end of day, um, but at the at the latest tomorrow. I'm just trying not to feel bad about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just getting back on the horse. It's I I fucked up, man. I fucked up last week, and that's okay. That's okay because the horse is it still is. there. I'm getting back on it. It is okay. It is. You just have to f- like find something that will make this week different. Yeah. Well, and I, I, like, I, I, that's such a great way to put it. Yeah. Because otherwise, if it's the same as last week, like, of course, nothing is going to change. Obviously, right. I'm not changing my behavior. Why would I expect that things are going to change? It's too, and it's too easy to, you know, to to find other reasons why you're not going to do it. Yeah, like oh, the the dev is not good enough, or or uh, I have I have a lot of consulting to do. I should really do that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, focusing on one thing at a time. Well, I mean, that's a very interesting topic. I think like we've talked about this offline a, a little bit of of what does distraction mean in terms of like having multiple engagements with people like, oh, I'm building a side project on my own, but oh, there's this option to freelance over here. Um, can you do, can you conceivably do both? Can you freelance two, three days a week and then work on side projects for the rest? Or does it need to be full engagements? I'm going to freelance for one month and then, uh, and then work for on my side projects for two months and how to split that up. Cause I'm really, I'm realizing about myself at least that I was working part-time for at a job it was great and then i was working on side projects on the side and i at when i left my part-time job i realized or that was when that was about the time that my consulting was picking up and i thought i could make a full-time income or make the yeah i thought i was going to be able to productize and that sort of thing and it turned out to not be the case but now i'm getting i've reverted back to where i was and i'm just realizing like oh except when it's me on the line versus like you know a job quote unquote i'm not able to split time effectively between these things. I just feel like I owe everybody everything. And yeah, it just ends up being a big guilt cycle. <laughs> awesome. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. I'm I'm trying to not feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah. But it's like you I said, mean, I, finding yeah, I have a, a hard time with multitasking. Like I, you know, there's the actual multitasking um, while you're working that I can't do at all. Mm-hmm. But even like, on a time frame of a day or a week, I have a hard time switching tasks. That and that's why I tried this whole experiment of doing a whole week of one role at a time. So uh, yeah, if I was consulting at the same time as this, I, I don't know how I would do how I would do it. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel better that <laughs> I feel validated <laughs> that you also feel this way. But at the same time, I'm just like. I, it doesn't mean that I can't finish. <laughs> I can't l- set this thing that I've worked really hard on to the side. I want to see it go out there. I know it can do well. I need to get out yeah. there and market it. I need to talk to people. 
So um, yeah, I'm committing the cardinal sin. And there's a there's a there's a timer on, right? Like, yeah. Because every week that you delay marketing it, like people are finding alternative solutions to filing their F bars. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that definitely compounds the guilt. Of just like, <laughs> oh yeah, the, there's a timer on this, by the way. I'm just like, oh great, I have two timers going at the same time. Sweet, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever, it's it's fine. It'll be all right. Gotta work harder. Gotta work smarter. So yeah, that was really my week, just <laughs> dealing with my feelings, trying to get as much, like, trying to crank on the consulting as much as I can to eliminate the guilt of not working on it, realizing I'm getting close, but this other timer is ticking, and I feel bad about it, and I need to, there are, I think there are some firm steps that I can do to not feel so bad, and I need to take those this week and feel better about it. Yeah, if you could find, like, a marketing task, if you could break it down to this one small task that you can do, because you'll probably find that even that small task, like... That's when the fear kicks in. Yeah. You know, the, totally. And, uh, yeah. And your part of you is just going to fight you on it. Because, no, 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 no. You need to do this instead. You need to do that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, you're completely right. It's it, it doesn't have to be huge campaigns or anything. It's just do something small every day. Show up every day. Have, have you read the book, The War of Art? It's been rec- recommended to me a few times. It's on my list. Yeah, I mean that's it. It's it's pretty good. the The author really goes into the psychology of it, and he names it. He says it's you know it's called like the resistance, mm-hmm. and the resistance means like you're close to you're close to actually creating the art, you know, like, but part of you just does not want to create it because you're scared of being criticized, or being judged. Totally, it's so scary. Like I, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, gotta fight it. Gotta fight it. Maybe it's time for me to pick up a, a copy of Traction myself, actually, and really look at that bullseye to get some ideas for small marketing things that I can begin doing. I wonder how that bullseye would apply to me. Yeah, no, this really. That's what I like about the book, because a lot of marketing advice gets dated very quickly. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll do, do this, and, but then it, it, everyone does it, so then it gets saturated, and then so they always. And the channels change, you know, like any marketing advice from 10 years ago probably didn't talk about podcasts. <laughs> so, so yeah, but it does force you to do more research though, because it doesn't, it doesn't tell you, that, you know, this is the recipe. This is how you do it. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, it's a good brainstorming active exercise. Mm. Yeah, because right now so, my major distribution methods are I know where a lot of these I, I know where a lot of my ideal customer hangs out. Um, I know there's a lot of Facebook groups. There's a lot of like Democrats Abroad is a is a big organization. Um, I'm sure there's also a Republicans Abroad as well. Um, but I know that these people are all connected. I've seen these networks before, and um, they exist. In, there's chapters in every city. Um, they're fairly active. So like, I'm aware of a lot of these groups. So going in there and and poking people and and saying, Hey, you know, trying to be trying to be helpful, but also kind of like what you're doing in the Webflow forums of, Oh, looking for advice on X and Y and trying to come up with well-researched responses. And then also talking about my product. Yeah. That's, that's what the book would call community building. Okay. So either you, you create your own community or you participate in an already existing community. And then there's the I think they call it hub and spoke, or I know it is hub and spoke of communicating with or selling to people who provide this service out to other people. 
So finding a, a hub of of the tax providers, for example, and then having them right. advertise my services to their clients on my behalf. Yeah. I don't there's one category you would like is uh, engineering as marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> engineering as marketing. Yeah. It's you build you build like a, a, a side project that uh, will attract your your customers mm -hmm. and then you you know then you have like authority to like to pitch them your product mm -hmm. so if you created i don't know some some widget or a, a site that the expats could use mm -hmm. so it's not even a it's not about taxes it's just i don't know a, a social network for expats yeah yeah i mean a lot of the um a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm in, the constant conversation is around immigrating to Canada and how do I deal with things like, because they have so, the, the US has so many different tax instruments. Uh, oh, I have a Roth IRA. How do I move that to Canada? Or what does it mean to keep it in the United States? How does it affect my taxes and things like that? And there's a ton of these questions. Um, I met a, uh, one of the one of the guys who I've met, uh, one of the accountants I've met through calling cold calling and referrals uh runs a facebook group like this and he's a tax accountant and his he's done exactly this built a community of of you know american expats with tax questions and he's popping into the channel and he's answering as much as he can and a lot of it is tax questions or immigration questions um what is it like to live in different cities different provinces how do i import a 2012 kia rondo to canada like very specific questions around things like that so yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if I can kind of just start handling generic questions around how to, uh, you know, how do I be an American in Canada and then use that as a, as a distribution method for my content and for my own product. Yeah. But it sounds like more work than actually doing marketing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like it has to be something that like you can, you know, like a microsite that you could put up really quickly. Totally. Totally. I just need to market, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm over the like as soon as i started thinking about traction channels i'm like you're overthinking this like <laughs> done uh, done enough talk i've talked to a bunch of people i know where they are i just need to poke those channels i need to poke those people yeah exactly like you've already identified yeah using your gut no just using your gut you've already identified a few channels you know that yeah. you know they're there you know they have the problem and it's just go <laughs> just go Here, here's a solution yeah I know about this. Yeah, man, this is the problem of just now. Yeah, like the the more time I've spent away from it doing my consulting work, the scarier it becomes to return to it. And I was hoping that writing some code this morning would get me back into the product and make me feel a bit better. And it does, but it also builds up the fact that like, no, no, marketing is there and it's growing. It's growing because you're ignoring it. <laughs> yeah, stop being a baby. Yeah, I mean. That's it. I'm, I'm trying to push myself this this week to get out of my comfort zone because I had identified yeah, community building as one channel, mm -hmm. SEO, and content marketing. But uh, like for SEO, I think I I think there's not much more I could do. Okay. I don't like I first of all I'm ranking really well, mm -hmm. so now I think it's just a question of volume. Like there's just not that much volume for these keywords, mm -hmm. so I just need to let it ride. And the community, like, you know, we've already talked about this, but there's just so much I can do in the forums. Like, mm -hmm. I can't answer questions that are not being asked. Totally. I mean, I could start being more spammy and just 
create posts myself. Like I've never created a post. I'm always just replying to questions. Right. So I could try to do engagement that way. Mm. And content marketing, I still think there's plenty more I can do. Totally. But now like I'm thinking, well, I mean, email marketing, I haven't done anything, you know, so like I, I should at the very minimum have some life cycle emails to help people with the onboarding. Totally. And I mean, I, I might even try the, the whole lead magnet approach because mm-hmm. I mean, some people, they land on the landing page and then they just leave, right? So yeah. if I can offer them something to capture their email and then have a drip campaign where I'm showing them how much easier it would be to, to manage their Webflow site compared to using Zapier. Yeah. For your marketing this week, um, are you thinking about doing planning? Do you have another video planned out? Yeah, I have two videos that I'd like to make. So one of them is a demo of the Airtable Sync. The Airtable Sync. And the other one I was working on is a job board. Right, yeah, so that's, creating the job board. Yeah, so that's a very generic, like, you know, here, let's let's build a job board in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm cl- I cloned a really, a really nice, because in Webflow, there's like a whole designer directory. Okay. And designers can post their projects, their Webflow projects there. Oh, wow. And they can make some of them clonable. Hmm. So that you just click clone and then it, it, you import it into your project and then you can modify it. Interesting. Yeah. So some of them actually make money that way. Like they sell their templates. Mm-hmm. But some people, like they, they use that as a way for marketing. So like here's, here's you know, a nice, a nice job board. Oh, but he uses, you know, he uses JetBoost. Which is a like a search with search plugin that you can add to Webflow sites. Okay. So I, I'm gonna clone that one because it's really nice, mm. and but I'm gonna add Airtable integration to it. Right. So I think first of all it's gonna it's gonna make the de- the the project better because right now the project like, there's a form for you to add jobs, but then those jobs go directly into your Webflow CMS and they're available immediately. But like, you know, how do you stop spammers from yeah. just, right? And there's no paywall or anything, right? So yeah. So my idea is instead the form should post to Airtable. And then you can have someone that reviews them, make sure that they're yeah that they're not spammed, that the quality is good. If you were going to require payment, you could also invoice them. Mm-hmm. And then you activate the post and then it would, it would sync to Webflow via Power Importer. Okay. Yeah, great. Uh, I don't know how realistic it is, though, to get those two videos done in a week. Yeah, oh, man. I think, I mean, that's why I'm thinking this new schedule of three days of marketing, two days of dev <coughs> might be better because I, I think I can do one video in a day. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's the it's the resistance talking. Yeah. <laughs> Fight. Fight, Mark. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just imagining all the things that go into trying to create a video. I've never created a, a video, anything like this before, any sort of content or thing that would help navigate somebody through something or even an example. And it's just like, there's so many little problems inside of there. It's like, oh, what if there's a mistake? How do you back up? What if you've made a permanent change and an ID change, as we talked about a little bit, the, a little bit about that last week? Like, there's so many little tiny things that go into... Yeah, uh, and there's the whole fact that you know, because of COVID, my whole family is locked in. So, like, everyone has to be super quiet while I'm recording. People have to entertain the dog so he doesn't just start barking. 
It's like, <laughs> so the idea that, you know, like I, I can't spend all week recording videos, like my family's going to kill me. Yeah, fair enough. Do you think that's important? Like, I mean, maybe there's a dog bark in the background once or something like. Yeah, no, I think it's okay. And like for the podcast, that's what I told them, you know, try to try to keep quiet. You know, I put a sign on my office door, you know, recording in session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the dog's going to bark. It, it's just going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, like, I, I, I might even think that's kind of endearing to be, to be listening <laughs> to something. And then all of a sudden there's a dog bark in the back. Plays up the indie angle. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel a bit bad because I think like, oh, you, you had such an exciting last week. You've got all these cool updates. And I'm like, yep, I failed at marketing. Failed at my goal. This week, I'm going to try not to not <laughs> fail at my goal. Cool. Bye. Like, <laughs> I wish I had more to say, but it's uh, I just have so many feelings this week that it's just like I, the, the real work is dealing with my feelings more than it is actually doing the work of just like, come on, man, just push forward. It's all right. Last week is gone. Can't get it back. That's okay. So yeah, I I feel like you've got all these really interesting, exciting things happening, and it's same old from Matt. Oh, I mean, I I suffer from the same stuff. Right? Like I I'm scared of marketing. Like now I'm looking at all these different channels, and yeah, I really should do this, but <laughs> there's no guarantee I'm actually going to do it this week. Mm. No, it's you funny. Know, the email the email marketing requires writing copy. Mm. And I, that's something i hate doing mm. and the other ones like i'm thinking of contacting influencers seeing if we can collaborate um you know maybe do some guest blogging mm -hmm. like, that stuff is scary as hell yeah no for sure i and next next week i'll probably show up with some excuses why i didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> that means i have to work extra hard this week so that i've got something to show <laughs> No, I, I just find it funny because like you're, at least for me, like you're a real pillar of strength. Like I, I look at you and you're, you're so good at taking things and breaking them into accept, like digestible pieces. Like I've, I've, it's always odd. Like you always seem to be moving forward with such velocity because you're so good at like tackling these bite-sized pieces. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Cause I, I usually don't, I, you know, I, I suffer from imposter syndrome like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's uh, it's good to see one of us <laughs> getting getting somewhere. <laughs> carry me, Mark. <laughs> carry, carry me and this podcast. I don't know. Maybe I have like a, a split personality, and that helps. Because mm. often that's what I end up doing. Like I I I treat myself like I'm two different two different people, mm. and I know like one of them loves to procrastinate and is lazy and. Is afraid of everything, and the other one just has to find ways to like trick trick him to do it. Right. <laughs> so the other one is really good at finding ideas. Like you know, well that that's scary. Well, you know, well fine. Like you're not allowed to do anything else but that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like since you know, not to take everything back to COVID, but since COVID, that that part of me that I've been really honing for a long time, like. I think, um, you know, going to a gym is a big thing. It's like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go do this really hard thing and I'm going to push myself really hard and then it's going to be done and over. Like that was a muscle that I'd really worked for a long time. And Absolutely. And then when COVID kind of ended, it was like, I can, even now, like I have the ability to go to the gym and I'm still a little anxious every time I go of like, oh, I got to make myself do this. Like, turn it on, man. Let's go. And I'm realizing 
oh, I wonder if those two things are linked in some way. If there's like a confidence factor or something that actually that ties those two things together to be able to drive forward regardless of how scary something is. Yeah, because it must happen plenty of times, right? Where like you know t- today you're going to the gym, but when it's actually time to go, you, oh, you know what? I have a bit of a headache. Yeah. Or, oh, I forgot to eat. I should really eat first. And, and you find all these excuses. Exactly, and, yeah. Yeah. But somehow you're finding ways to like to power through them and just ignore it. Yeah. I need to, maybe that's what I need to, when I make my marketing plan for the week, I need to kind of be academic about the things that I think will be effective and then just be a beast when it comes to the parts that are scary. And of just like really thinking about what's scary and prepping to do the scary thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, like sending an email, like oh, sending an email blast. That's scary, right? Mm. But well, I mean, the first step is writing the email, yep. right? Like, well, that's not as scary. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> bite-sized digestible of, chunks. This is yeah, you. This first is step of that is to, to write the subject of the email. Yep. Well, that's not that scary. Okay, I'll write the subject. I can do that. Yeah, I can write a subject. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great point. And in the end, you'll just you'll have the email written, and you just have to click send. And if you want, I can click send for you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm actually going to do this. I'm go. I'm going to write this email, and I'm going to call you and ask you to take take control <laughs> and hit send. Right. We're going to have to install Tuple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spend hours <laughs> doing a thing so that you can. Click the button on my... Awesome. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it for my week. I, I know what I got to do, so ain't nothing to it but to do it. No, I got all this pressure now to perform this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what have I done? Because <laughs> I don't want to be the one next week to say, uh, you know, in the end, I did uh, I did some bug fixes instead. They were really important bugs, though. They were though, really so. important bugs, though. Yeah. And the fixes were amazing. Exactly. I really over-engineered the shit out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really took the day on this one. Yeah, yeah. Seven. But it's beautiful code. Seven, beautiful. Yeah, seven layers of indirection. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> Last week, there was one feature that was supposed, that I, had, I thought I would get done. Mm-hmm. Like it was one one customer had asked for and I thought, oh yeah, well, since I'm coding all week, you know, I can, I'll just throw it in there. I'll, I'll do it. But uh, I started working on it and it turned out more complicated than I thought it'd be. And of course, you know, I'm trying to not just write it for this one person. I'm trying to write it yeah. so that it'll be usable yeah. by the other customers. Although no other customers asked for this feature. So, <laughs> but in the end, like I ran out of time. It was, you know, I was like, it was going too slow and I, I had to, Put it aside. So I'll just work on it during my next week of development. Sure. But you know, I should have. I should have tried to make it really simple. Like maybe even just hard coded for this one user. Like you know, if this user here's the feature. <laughs> um, what was that contingent on them? Was the feature contingent on them signing? No. Well, no. That's it. They're already signed up. Okay. They're already a paying customer. And but it's it was just uh well. I don't, it's probably not fair for me to say it was just a nice to have because maybe it's maybe it's not maybe it's very important for them mm. but no one else has ever asked for it and and when I looked at my my server logs they the user wasn't even that active so I'm not even sure if if it's that pressing to have this feature right like so I put it you know on my 
on my backlog. All right, I'll I'll work on it, but I'm I'm not even sure if I if I'm gonna get back to it. That's actually an interesting question. How do you um how do you talk to the users you have now? Like clearly during setup, it's you can from your logs and everything you can watch them. Oh, they're struggling on this point. I can email them or I can intervene. Once they're signed up and they're syncing and everything's working, do you kind of engage with them on some kind of recurring basis or anything? Asking how it's going, asking if there's like what what does that look like for you? No, that's a that's a good question. Yeah, I I don't do anything right now, okay. but uh, I I mean I'm I'm concentrating more of my energy on onboarding the people who totally. are not you know who are struggling mm-hmm. and of course support tickets if anybody emails me with questions. But once somebody has it set up and it's re- you know, and it's recurring, and they, they're, it's doing its job. No, I, I don't do anything. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Should I? Well, I'm just thinking, like, when you were talking about building this feature for that one particular customer, I was thinking, like, oh, I wonder if that's something, if if a need for this or something like this could be discovered by talking to more of the customers that you that you already have. Yeah, I mean, I, I've with other products, I've I've haven't had great experiences with that. Okay. Like if you if you just reach out and say hey like is there any new features you'd like to add like you get a lot of of ideas that come back but when you dig deeper like oh like how often would you use this <laughs> right yeah. and then it's like oh well I, I don't actually need it but you know all the other products like this do this sure. so it'd be neat if this one did it too mm-hmm. you know, so so with Power and Porter my approach has been a lot more to wait for people to ask for the feature. Yeah, that makes sense. So even when I'm when I'm coding it, I you know, I said, well for sure someone's gonna need to you know, like for example, the Airtable sync. Like someone's gonna want to set a schedule for it, like to run every hour or to run once a day. But I didn't implement that feature and I told myself I'm gonna wait until someone actually asks for it. Yeah. So then someone asked for it and they were a paying customer. So I said, all right, I'll I'll implement it. So I implemented it, emailed them, told them, hey, I, I had that feature. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, thanks. That's great. And he never used it. Uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like he never activated it. He And he's still a paying customer. Like he still uses the tool, mm-hmm. but he just never set up a schedule to, to schedule it. So he, he still prefers to do it manually. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, and, But now I do have one customer that's using it. Okay, somebody else. Yeah, but you know, if it didn't exist, I'm sure that other customer would have asked for it. So then I would have had okay, two people have asked for it. Then maybe that would have been the right time to implement it. Yeah, right. But uh, fishing for recommendations, like asking people what features would they like, I find often it just generates this these nice to haves. These, and it doesn't go to the. I don't know. I find a lot of people don't don't know how to describe what their real need is they're very easy to to throw out solutions right but they don't tell you what the what's at the heart of this problem what's what's the problem you're trying to solve yeah yeah i mean you're you're an expert at that it's more like oh tell me how you're using things and how power importer fits in and help me understand everything around this and maybe there's a problem adjacent or maybe there is like this small thing in in, in like creating these different workflows or identifying how everybody uses the different ways in which people use the workflows to understand like, exactly. what's the real solution what's the real problem and what's the real solution yeah like at the very beginning when i before i had written any code like when i asked people in the community like does anybody else have this need to update the webflow cms with a csv file mm-hmm. and yeah everyone was there yeah we absolutely need this 
And then when I talk to them on the phone, you know, like at what frequency would you do this? You know, what exactly are you updating? Mm -hmm. Like I started to dis uh, discover that most of them, their data was in Airtable. So what they wanted to do, they right. were going to do is export it to CSV and then import it. Right. So it's like, well, really, wouldn't you rather have a solution that pulls it out of Airtable? Mm -hmm. And so that's the first product that I build. Right. Okay. So if you know, if they, if I had just done what they wanted, what they said they wanted, they I would just have done the CSV update. Mm -hmm. So I did the Airtable one first. There were still people that didn't have their data in Airtable, so then I did the CSV up next. But most of my customers are using Table Sync. Right. Yeah, I threw that out as as an idea just because I know so little about it. Like the idea of, I have a, an, a, an understanding of like what customer success means, but like this feels like it goes a bit beyond that of just like, oh yeah, like how's it going in general and learning more about you and what you do and that sort of thing, just as a way of, I don't know if it makes, it, maybe you'll stumble on something that makes marketing easier or a new angle or a new, I don't, who knows? I, I, I don't, I'm just spitballing, but. Oh, you're right. I mean, I, I could reach out to people when I see that they're not syncing. Hmm. When I see that created the workflow, they've synced it a few times and not syncing it. Reach out, what's going on? Is, is this project dead? Or hmm. did you find a better solution? Or, hmm. or right now I do, do, I do zero email. Right. Yeah, that's got to be scary. Like thinking, <laughs> thinking, oh yeah, you've paid me. Don't I don't want to look at you the wrong way. All right, I don't, <laughs> don't breathe. Don't <laughs> breathe in the wrong direction. Like, I don't know. That's that's probably how I would feel. I mean, I already do feel that way. People signed up for a free mailing list. I need to send them a message. But yeah, I'm not that. I mean, I, the way I see it is, if they have the workflow set up and it's syncing, and they're regularly coming back to sync again, it's doing its job. Like yeah, totally right. And and I find so far, waiting for people to ask for features by email has been has been the better approach. Makes sense. Often I will even get them on the phone. Like like if it if it sounds like. I feel like there's an underlying problem. They're not communicating. Uh -huh. like, I'll say, you know, let's hop on a call, like, and, and talk about it, and then I can explore, like, what are they trying to solve? Like, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Have you gotten some like interesting nuggets out of that? Yeah, I can't recall any right now, but I mean, the idea to do the Airtable sync came out of that okay. kind of exploration. Cool. Okay. Where it is, you know, they they were just saying, oh, I just want to update with CSV because that's the only way you could import things into webflow so that they just you know just like that famous f quote from ford exactly that if if i had asked people what they wanted they would have said they wanted faster horses yeah no totally totally so they were trying to import stuff with csv and they just wanted though well, i want to update with csv now i haven't been to the i mean i know Airtable is a huge that's a huge product like it does a lot i haven't been to the yeah. airflow forms or excuse me airflow Airtable. um is there a what's that ecosystem like? I it's one of the forums that I visit every day. Okay, like, but uh, I I never find anything. Mm. Like it's very oddly, there seems to be less activity on on that forum. Even though I think Airtable has more users than Webflow, but there's, the forums are not as active, mm. and it seems to be more technical about how to use Airtable. Uh -huh. like, you know, like I'm. In the Airtable forums, I'm my potential users are a very small subset. There are people totally. who are using Airtable but are trying to get it into Webflow. Mm -hmm. As for on Webflow, I have a much bigger subset. Mm -hmm. It's like anybody who's using Webflow and wants to update their CMS. Right. That makes sense. So I'm 
I mean, what I what I do, this is my little life hack here. Ooh, secrets. Yeah. Secrets yeah. sauce alert. You know, in, you know, in Chrome, like you, you have your tool, your your bookmarks mm-hmm. tool bar, yep. and you can create folders. So in, in I create like a, a folder like for forums, mm-hmm. and then in it I have maybe like ten bookmarks, and each bookmark is is a saved search that I did in the forum right. for keywords. So and I you know and I have not just the forums but I also have links to the Slack channels that I monitor. Okay. So a bunch of bookmarks and then whenever it's time to do my marketing, I just right click on the folder open and all. open yeah. all, and it just opens you know twelve tabs and then I just go one tab at a time. Sure. If I see a post that's interesting, I open that one in a new tab and basically just go through it until I have no more tabs open. Right. So I monitored Airtable forums that way. But uh, I, yeah, it's rare that something shows up that even mentions Webflow. Mm. And if it does, like I think I've answered maybe three questions. <laughs> yeah, it's rare that it actually I, I can provide a solution. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge product. It's not surprising that, that there's nothing specific to Webflow. Like you say, that customer overlap between the two. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess Airflow... I gotta stop calling. There was a pro- at the last. <laughs> the reason I keep calling it that is there was an internal project at the last place I worked called Airflow. Oh, yeah, man. so I just I'm yeah I'm just regurgitating it now. But uh, Airtable, um, they just launched a big uh, like app marketplace. I think like maybe in the last year. I think of, of yeah. Airtable integrations. So yeah, I guess it would be. I'm sure there's lots of questions around. Oh, I'm trying to make this work, or I want to do something like X and Y. Yeah, and like you say, developer focused or specific questions. How do I make this part of Airflow Airtable work? <laughs> Let's just rename. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, guys. <laughs> can we get these guys on the phone? This is ridiculous. That'd be a lot easier for me. Yeah, that's something to do. This to to put uh, Power and Porter in that marketplace. Oh, but I uh, never got around. Do you know if they publish like search res- search results like um, search metrics or anything like that? Search terms inside of their app stores? No, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that was always something I was interested in. For the old company I used to work for, AppDirect, there was an app market ecosystem. And I mean, like nowadays, it's like, how can I be a platform if it's selling on Salesforce or selling here or there? But um, one directory that I found really interesting was the uh, Microsoft Office add-in ecosystem because there's a ton of interesting little uh because everybody wants to have a button in the in the interface of office oh i want to add a table that imports data from this other source or oh i'm in excel and i want to bring in a script or i want to draw a chart or i want to do something specific so you can just go on the office 365 store and get these add-ins and include them in your window whatever installation of excel or word and they're very some of them are really interesting there's not a ton in there but um i looked at building my own at one point a while ago for like my own uses and it's like i mean it was i was pulling in something from uh, from a database somewhere but it's like oh man that's pretty cool like to be able to just have a button that pulls from a pulls from one place i, I got the idea from um he's uh, he's a follower or not follower makes it sound like a cult like <laughs> No, he was uh, he was a friend of Peter Levels, um, Andrew Asimov, I think. He he makes a site called or a, a product called Sheet to Site. It turns a, a a Google Sheet into a website. Um, really interesting looking product, and I know that that was a that was a channel for him. 
So I started to dig okay. around in there and saw all these add-ins and that kind of thing. And was like, oh man, that's really cool. I wonder who, who are the type of people that shop in this store or that look around or like, oh, I wonder if there's an add-in that'll do this. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those marketplaces scare me if, if that was my only distribution channel. Yeah. Like a, that, uh, I don't want that. That was one of the fears I had with tr- going for the Airtable marketplace first. It's like, you know, what if I build this whole thing and then I, I submit it and they, they reject it. Totally. <laughs> you know, or I, or it's there and it, they, and it's working great and then they pull the plug on it mm. or ask for 30% of my revenue. Or, yeah, totally. You know, like something like they're at their mercy. Yeah. So no, I decided, I mean, I'm still sort of, Dependent on their APIs, but uh, I don't see them pulling the plug on the APIs because that's their selling feature yeah. is that put everything in Airtable and then you can integrate it with thousands of different apps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, does, maybe I could make a WordPress plugin so that I could be in the WordPress oh, marketplace. There you go. I hear about people making apps like that for the wordpress ecosystem and i'm just like how do you get discovered but i guess it's marketing i mean they're they know their people that like if you're trying to get noticed there i'm sure you know about all the different places where wordpress users hang out and the sorts of the sorts of problems they have and the discussions they're having because like wow there's so many things in that store oh my god and stuff that doesn't work anymore like it's yeah oh man yeah some old stuff yeah yeah, I've looked at it sometimes, like like years ago. Whenever I'm looking for new product ideas, like I'd, I'd go in the WordPress directory and then start looking for plug for keywords where there's very few plugins. But uh, it seemed like everything's so saturated. You know, even even if some of those plugins are old and unmaintained and don't even work, they're still cluttering the results. Like you're still going to be buried among them. Yeah. So yeah, I've given I've always given up on that as a primary channel. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Are there any channels where F bars would be a good fit? I've been thinking about that. Are there any Americans that do their taxes themselves? Like use software? Like Yes. Um there are a lot of people use so yeah, so there's you can do your taxes with like TurboTax. And that sort of thing. Um, but a lot of people who, at least from the people I've seen online, so I, I would I would I would guess that there are probably two main camps of people. There's the do-it-yourselfers that are out there, like reading all the documents themselves. Maybe they work with an accountant one year, they get the lay of the land, and then they just do TurboTax for Canada, TurboTax for the U.S. Their finances are in an, in a situation where they know what to do and can do it. And you rarely hear from those people because those people are researchers and they just care about, you know, maintaining their own stuff. And then the other camp are people who hire financial professionals to help them with all this kind of thing. It's a big, like the U.S. tax code is brutal. A lot of people hire accountants to help them do their taxes and they move to Canada and then these Americans move to Canada and they're like, well, now the situation is even more complicated. How do I take care of this now? And uh, I think find there's a few different flavors of of people like this they're hanging out in groups you know there are some people who are like i'm just going to go to an accountant it's fine they'll tell me what to do and that's it and then there are people who are you know there's the more community driven people of oh i have this one-off question or i have a concern about this let me consult the group and see what people do so obviously i'm hanging out in like facebook groups and that sort of thing so i'm getting that, that kind of that last category of people um and 
I know that there are people who exist in that middle group of they they talk to their accountants, they don't hang out online, um, or even the people who understand their their financial situation very well and know exactly what forms to fill, etc. But getting in front of those people is difficult. Uh, I don't know how else to do it other than through the accountant themselves saying, oh, hey, by the way, there's this thing, you can use this, or through something like PPC. Or, I mean, it's possible that there's other, um, I don't know, other financial things they're using, or I don't know, just things that they're interested in by virtue of being expats. But I have yet to know, I don't have a great example of what those are. And the ones who do it themselves, do they, is there like a TurboTax marketplace? Yeah, I was, as soon as you asked me, are there, are there channels? I don't think there is, but I have never checked, honestly. <laughs> Come to think of it. TurboTax marketplace. I guess it's, I would be surprised if there was, because Intuit is probably like, how can I go through this marketplace and rip off every single one of these people? <laughs> <laughs> and bake their functionality into my product so I can make more money. No, they would never do that. No, of course not. They're they're great people. <laughs> but yeah, distribution up until now is this is always my weakness of I, I and like even for F bars, I feel like maybe I shot too quickly of just like, oh look, look at all these places, all these Facebook groups where there's American expats. This is gonna be like shooting fish in a barrel. Now, I'm sure I never said shooting fish in a barrel, but I was just like, oh, yeah, like, I, oh, I can find them. Great. It's like, yeah, I mean, maybe. No, but I mean, that, that's, that's all you, you need to do it at first when you're doing, you're just doing validation. You just want to, okay, there's some people here. I'm going to try to reach them. Hmm. And then you, you, you know, you, at first you, you posted that landing page. That's a perfect first experiment. Yeah. Cause, cause otherwise you get lost in, Paralysis by analysis, like looking at all the channels and, oh, I could try this PR stunt and I could yeah. go to these trade shows. and Yeah, but I mean, you know, here's a very easy one. Here's a watering hole. There's a bunch of people in it. Mm -hmm. They share this problem. Let's see. If I put a landing page, will they sign up? Yeah. Will this resonate? Yeah, like you, you want to find a the lowest risk possible, easiest time spend possible on on figuring where if your users or potential users are going to listen to you, if they're interested, if this is really is a problem. And yeah, going into Facebook groups, understanding and realizing, oh, there's thousands of these people kind of scattered all throughout the internet. I have I have the option to get in touch with them. I have the ability to to talk to them about their problems and just going with that. And you can't you can't you can't code away uncertainty that it'll always exist. All you can do is put yourself out there, and it might not work. At first, you're just trying to see if you have problem solution fit. And then yeah, exactly. Market fit. Yep. Yep. And only after that can you really start exploring all the channels and how to grow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really is true. And I mean, it doesn't matter how well you understand a given topic. There's always going to be watering holes that you don't know about where people gather. There's all sorts of untapped potential that you couldn't know have existed unless you really spent that time and it's like oh well welcome to starting a business and understanding your users and figuring where they are <laughs> yeah so let's go do that yeah it's, yeah it's time it's time to get on it <laughs> all right cool man good to see your face yeah man good talking all right i'll catch you next week yeah yep see you all next right. week see you later